want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. My guest today is Isaweli. She is a registered nutritionist and wellness coach who empowers and supports women to heal their body and mind holistically and puts wellness at the forefront of their lives. Isaweli's journey started when she was touring internationally as a professional dancer and looking for a more holistic lifestyle. Her extensive background in Pilates, self-development, and nutrition has inspired her to create comprehensive wellness retreats and programs. On this episode, we discuss why being aligned to your truth is so important to your health, how managing your relationship with food can change your life, and why asking yourself the very important question, why, is so very what? Important. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Isa Welly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Great, great. Feels good. Feels good to be here. I'm so happy you are. So tell everyone in my audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah. So I'm a nutritional therapist and a wellness coach, and I support and empower women to look after themselves in a holistic way to set some good and strong boundaries, to sort of treat themselves as individuals, as beautiful, unique individuals that they are, to heal their bodies, like a mind and soul and everything with ease and freedom, right? Nothing extreme, but something genuine, something nourishing and loving towards themselves. So that's that's what I do. <laughs> Love it. Okay. You lit up when you said the word holistic. So what does that word mean to you? For me, holistic means not being attached to like one thing, say just the food or just the exercise, but to everything. How do you feel in your head, in your body? What are your boundaries? What do you do, who you are? Like how are you honoring who you are as an individual? And that means so much and and also means it like it's different meaning to everybody. So for me, holistic means your whole body and mind and soul in a very specific way, like to you in an individual in a unique way that you are. I think, yeah, because when you hear holistic, I think people have a perception or a misconception of having to fit into a, a mold or a holistic yeah. mode. Like here's the way you do this. Mm-hmm. And they go specifically into, you know, a mindset or a mind frame around it. But it really depends on you and where you're coming from and your body and your life and all of it, right? 100%. I think I, I think you're right because sometimes people think, oh, holistic. Are we going to get into some woo-woo spiritually, some kind of something where I have to like, talk to my mind and my soul? Where, you know, some of my clients, when I say holistic for them, that means they need to look after their food, but also their sometimes their finances sometimes who they are maybe they're confused in their relationship where they're going it can be so broad it's basically looking at yourself on a whole level everything and anything that touches you as a person 
we want to look at that, right? We want to elevate everything. So how did you come to this way of being? Because this sounds to me like a way of being. Yes. So I used to be a professional dancer for years and years and years. Same. <laughs> I used to be a showgirl. <laughs> same, same. I was a showgirl too. I know, I know. <laughs> And there were a lot of burnout, there were a lot of fatigue, just a lot. And through my healing journey, I learned every time that I was focusing on maybe one thing and wasn't looking after the others. Like I was eating well, but I was like crashing and working so hard. And, you know, not just being in the right place mentally, not doing the right job, not being aligned with my truth. And that is something really big for me. If you're not aligned with who you are, I can give you all the peels in the world and the best salad or the most organic tomato. You're still going to feel crap. (laughs) You're still going to feel like shit, basically. Basically, and that's it, you know. So, you know, to give everyone context, you know, I obviously I too was a dancer, you know this, and I, my diet consisted of, it was extremes is actually the way that I would look at it. I was everything from eating like pizza after a show and smoking cigarettes to like then like going the opposite extreme of organic chicken and broccoli only, Mm -hmm. right? Like I live these like this yo-yo world of trying to keep my body like at its optimal peak. And then I would abuse the crap out of it Mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. Did you have a similar sort of experience in that way? Yes, that is like, that's, (laughs) I feel like a lot of us dancers used to do that. I didn't do so much the organic broccoli and chicken. I I wish I did. (laughs) It was more 80% tequila and drinks and, and sometimes not eating, not enough, not because I had an eating disorder, but just because it was like, oh, damn it. I forgot to eat. Like it's showtime. I'm just going to sleep or I'm just going to grab like a pastries on the way. And then after the show, I'll just eat everything because you know what I mean? And it was just that lifestyle. It was just so inconsistent so irregular like I was literally ruining my body but funny enough demanding so much of it because being a dancer as you know it's hardcore it's it's no like it's no jokes it's no joke and give context to everyone because I know your history but for how high profile it was you were in you were dancing for some of the most famous people in the world yeah so I was I started my career so here in London one of my very first shows straight away was for Jerry Aliwell. And then I went on to touring with Kylie Minogue, Take That, Robbie Williams. I worked with Madonna, did a lot of shows um, here. So everything that's like The Voice and X Factor, I think everybody knows these because they are, it's a franchise, they are franchises, so they're everywhere in the world. But yeah, they're you know, everywhere. All these live shows and it was just so intense. And when you work at that level, you have to deliver the best of yourself all the time. And somehow I was doing that, but I was so separate from my body and everything I put in it. And it was like, what are you, what, where are we going with this exactly? You know, until you crash. And I did crash, literally. Yeah. So talk about that crash, how it happened, and then what that did for you ultimately. Yeah. So my first kind of wake up call was in 2008. I was actually in Spain with Kylie Minogue and we were on tour uh, on X tour and it was like a huge show. I think it was in Madrid. It was massive show. And literally halfway through the show, I'm in agony. I'm talking like I cannot move. Like I have abdominal pain, but it's so bad. Like it's so bad. I'm freaking out, but I'm like, 
you're in the middle of like like I'm busting my moves like these like 10 dancers like you're not gonna leave the stage I left the stage it takes a lot for me to leave a stage actually I never left the stage left the stage backstage in pain didn't finish the show so went to the hospital I think the next city we're going to was uh, Lyon in the south of France so went to Lyon went to the doctor luckily I was French so it was quite easy I'm French so it was quite easy for me to sort of chat with the doctor but Basically, he was like, you are clogged up. Like, do you ever poo? Like, what the f*** do you eat? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, eh? I thought he was going to tell me something really serious. But it was actually quite serious. And I was like, I think I go kind of often. But that's how disconnected I was from my body. And from then on, I was like, okay, I cannot jeopardize my career. Something I've worked so hard for. Like, people would dream to be where I am as a professional dancer, living my best life loving my life and I'm just here like treating my body like crap and missing shows like it's just so unprofessional so that was kind of my first wake-up call then I improved my diet bit by bit but my lifestyle still wasn't really good and I had a couple of burnouts as well when I ended up in hospital and at every crash I improved I learned and I was like oh okay there's more to learn <laughs> you know how they say that the universe put things in your way until you learn the lesson listen I was like okay what's next <laughs> yeah like Oprah Winfrey says that it's the brick and then it's and then it's the wall and then the entire house crumbles down on you you know and I was like okay cool I get it I get it yeah uh, I think of my last burnout was in 2015 2015 when I actually retired I was bed bound for four days and I remember being so embarrassed because I thought oh my god like I was young I wasn't even was I 30 yet I was like oh my god like how am I burning out at such a young age and what the hell is going on that I started having gut issues and it was just a mess but it was like uh come on now wake up something is not happening here like you need to sort of get everything in order and then I started my healing journey there and learned so 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 much so much yeah so tell me a bit about what you did learn and how you now can use that with your clients Mm. I would say that one of my first and biggest lessons that I've learned, besides the foods part of things, right, that you got to eat, you know, a balanced diet, that you need to have a lot of veg and fiber and things like that. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is about being aligned to my truth, being aligned with myself, right? Being in communion, being in touch with who I am, right? Speaking my truth. And that can just be, you know, it's different at different times of your life. For me, at some point, it was like, okay, you are done with this type of work. This is time to move on. You've got to challenge yourself. When I was retiring, you know what I mean? Like, I knew other things were waiting for me, that I wasn't meant to be a dancer for longer than I was for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Was I in the wrong relationship? Like, things like that. And I remember feeling, being in a relationship and feeling absolutely awful despite looking after myself. And I was like, there is also the energy you put out there. There's what you cultivate in your head. If you're in this relationship feeling awful, but doing everything else like, oh, I eat well, I do this, but having no boundaries in other ways, it's not going to work. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned through my healing journey is that it's a whole thing. It's your whole life. You know, when you're healing yourself, you're healing your whole life, not just your gut or like your mind. You're healing the whole thing. Am I in the right relationship? Am I doing a job that is filling me with so much joy? Is bringing me abundance? You know, do I love my friends? Do they support me? Do I support them? Do I have a purpose? Like, what do I want? Like, 
all these questions are as freaking as important and maybe sometimes more than the vegetables you're eating, you know? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, because, uh, it, you know, it's that mind-body-spirit connection that if one is out of alignment, then they're all out of alignment. 100%. 100%. And, so it's, and, and, and by alignment, you know, it's sort of like the idea of balance. There is no such thing as balance. We're constantly teeter-tottering, right? Where balance is moving energy. There, a balance is not, you know, like we think of like a balance beam of a gymnast. They tumble and they stick it, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. No sti- there's no sticking it in life. Yeah, you no. are in, your balance is, is still in motion. Yeah. And so finding that state is precarious at times because you are constantly in motion. Yeah. But that alignment, as we were talking about, comes when all of them are working together, I would say. Yeah. And it also takes, I think, to find alignment. And it just reminds me of a couple of clients I'm working with at the moment. A lot of the time we start with, you know, I do like, because I'm a registered nutritionist also, you know, I've studied like four years for that. We start with that and things go well. And then when we start stalling, there's no progress. That's when I start digging and I'm like, okay, now what's up? And that's Mm. where things come up. I'm not happy here or this is happening and this relationship and this and that. And and so I tell them, okay, you see how everything interlocks? Like we can't just work on the superficial side of things. You know what I mean? Well, you brought up a really good point that that you started somewhere with people, right? There has to be an entry point. And so is food, does food seem to be a really good entry point for most people or it does it really, really vary on the person? Let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, I want, I know that I want what she's talking about. I know that I want to find this cohesion in my life and I want to feel the sense of beingness that we're talking about, but I'm not sure where to start. Do you know what? I think food is one of the one that is the most powerful to start with because often it's the most challenging one i think Mm. a lot of us most of us humans have a relationship with foods i don't want to say good or bad but sometimes challenging whether we reach out for food out of necessity because we are hurting because we try and escape something we will reach out to that food sometimes it's joy a lot of the times there are other things behind it, right? We're trying to occupy our mind. And I noticed that when my clients manage to get on top of their relationship with food, right? Have ease with it and know what they like, know how to feed their body. They find that empowerment, that confidence to then look after other aspects of their lives, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. It's kind of easier because food can be a big deal for many a big yeah do you know what I mean oh I and do it was scary and overwhelming and like oh Jesus I can't even think about this right now and when they master that okay these are my things that I like this is what works for me because I've got this and that and that I want to reach this 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 cool next it's easier that was a really big part of my integration process as well and was that it? uh yeah I really looked at what I was eating and how it was making me feel after. Mm. And I did sort of, not a true elimination diet, but I really was like, if A, if I eat A, and I feel like B, you know, if I eat B, do I feel like C? And I just sort of did this yeah. like ex- experiment with myself to see how I was feeling and decided that I wanted more of the things that made me feel good yeah. and less of the things that made me not feel good. 
and began to find a, a health. That doesn't mean that I still don't have my cookies. Let mm-hmm. me be honest. I still like a cookie. Yeah. But again, it's that precarious balance that like finding the space that's yeah. really right for me fuels me and feeds me in a healthy way, but also not in a way that it's obsessive because you can also go to the other extreme, right? Yeah. Of, I'm going to be healthy, which is yeah. like that, that energy isn't, isn't helpful either because again, you're yeah. not in alignment. Yeah. And a lot of the time that's control, you know, I think a lot of the time if I work with a client and I feel like we're getting into, first of all, if I have a client that's, I feel like before we start working, there's an obsession. We're pushing towards something not right. I always ask them, are you seeing a therapist? Because I'm not, I'm a nutritional therapist, but I'm not a therapist therapist. So, you know, my job has like a, like a borderline. Sometimes I'll start working with someone and I realize, okay, we've got a little something going on here. I can work with it. I can work through with them because a lot of the time it's finding why are they doing that? And that's what people don't understand is getting to understand the why. We go crazy. People go crazy. They diet every year and then they stop the diet and then they go back to zero. But why? They don't know why. Do you know what I mean? And for me, I always say the first thing we do when we work together, I want to know the why you want to be healthier. And I want to get you to understand why are you doing these repetitive mistakes or things so then we get rid of it now. <laughs> I mean, that is so good because it translates in every part of your life. The, the, the knowing of the why, whether it's your business, why do you do your business? Yeah. What is your why? It has to be something mm-hmm. more than money or you're yeah. not going to be fulfilled, right? Whether yeah. it's food, whether it's why you exercise, you know, why? Ask yourself that question and then go even deeper the why of the why. Yeah. <laughs> the why of the why. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm just thinking about when you say the why of the why, and I'm like, absolutely, in business, and it's the same in health. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can have a health purpose, you know? And I, it's one of my favorite exercises to uh, get my clients sit down. I'm like, okay, cool. Why do you want to be healthier? What's, what's the real thing behind it? Where's the pain point? And you know what? That's when I get the biggest breakthrough, like I get the biggest result because suddenly they're tapping into their pain. I want to be healthier because, you know, I've lost my sister and my nephew doesn't have a role model or I want to be because I want to be a role model for my children. I want them to get up every morning and see their mom thriving, happy, eating well. I want to do this because I want to be able to age in 20 years, 30 years and be able to walk to the shop looking fine <laughs> and that's okay too listen that is okay whatever whatever it is there is nothing wrong with looking fine you know i'm listen, i'm all for it me too <laughs> but this is what i'm saying like it's you know when you find that why that thing that really means something to you you're gonna stick to your plan let me tell you even if you fall off the bandwagon you're gonna come back and say na 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 because I want to age with ease. I want to age with freedom. I want to feel good. Everyone out there that's listening, I want you to sit down, take out a piece of paper, and write your whys. Why do I want to be more healthy? Why do I have a business? Why? Just keep asking yourself those questions, because as you said, it shifts everything. Yeah, it really does. It really, really does. And and I think it's the same thing for business. And I think for me, the reason why... I trained as a nutritional therapist for four years, but I always knew that nutrition wouldn't be the only thing I do. There was no way. You know what I mean? Like 
from my life experience as a dancer to building my own business right now as a coach and you know constantly working with people like it's a human job I was like I don't just want to tell them to eat a veg and then see them I'm like no 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 no. let's sit down together let's have a conversation what's up mm-hmm. and that's that's the real deal what's what's up you know and even as someone who builds a business I've learned so freaking much and as you know you know changing career like a drastic change and building a a, a digital business really essentially I don't want to say it's hard it comes with its challenges but you'll really really constantly have to come back to who you are right because as much as I like to detach myself from work which is an important boundary for me to set I'm also my work right if I'm in alignment, if I know my why I'm doing this, my business is going to be easy to show up here. I don't have to prepare to come and chat with Nick on the podcast. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You already know your why. You already know what's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And those days when you're having a, a quote unquote hard business day, the challenging business days. Oh God, yeah. You have to remember your why or you're going to want to cut and run because <laughs> Building a digital business, as you said, has its own set of challenges. And one of those challenges is a holistic challenge in yeah. the sense of it challenges every single part of you as a human being because you're the brand. Yeah. You're the personal brand. You're the face. You're the creator. You're 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 it. You're everything. <laughs> you're it. And, I mean, you build a team. You know, thank you. I'm not I'm not going to say I am fully it because I have a beautiful team. Thank you, team. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa, my podcast producer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my team. But my point is that it it, it, it challenges. Look, look at me. I say it, 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 it just talking yeah. about it. <laughs> no, but it's exactly, it's exactly that. I think for me, for me personally, what has paid for me as a, you know, an entrepreneur is consistency and faith in what I do mm-hmm. and I've made tons of mistakes and I've put stuff out there I was like mm, no okay because maybe it wasn't aligned but consistency I get up I show up this, this is it and even on the days where I'm like I can't be bothered I'm like okay remember why you're doing this remember your value my values like for me my values are at the forefront of my everything whether it's my health or my business right and one of my biggest values is freedom freedom to be where I want to be freedom to be who the heck I want to be, freedom to earn how much I want to earn. Like, it's a big deal. And for that, I need to be healthy. I need to make money. I need to show up. I need to, do you know what I mean? And then my second one of my second one is impact. How do I make an impact? How do I change? How do I leave an imprint, a print in the world before I go? Like, you know, I've been here. I want people to say, okay, she was here. Yeah, we have very, we have very similar values. So that's why I've got, you can't see me out there in podcast <laughs> land that are listening, but I've got a huge smile on my face because of course, those are freedom. I think that, that comes back to that dancer thing of being told what to do and where to stand and how to do it yeah. and having very little freedom in your life, you know, and impact of course is one of my values as well. You know, I think too, I wanted to ask you about this. Doesn't your business and your life feel so creative now? Yeah. And here we were like in these creative industry for so long and my life now feels so much more creative to me in, yeah. in many ways. I'm the driver. I'm the driver. Um, I can't remember how you say that quote, you know, the famous was, I'm the master of my life and blah, 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 blah. I decide what happens. I run the show. 
I get to be creative in my own way, in the way that means whatever it means to me. When we were dancers, we were creatives, but as a dancer, it's a very creative job, but you kind of follow rules and there are things to do, especially when you're working like on Broadway, like you did, or you're working with these top celebs and you have a choreography to to do. I'm not going to turn up and be like, oh, excuse me, Kylie, I want to do this. No, bro. <laughs> Relax. You pay you in the background, you do your steps, you go home. So here right now, I get to decide what ebook I want to write. I get to decide where I want to show up. I get to decide what color. Like I get to decide everything. So it's so different. Yeah, I was explaining to somebody that I am the director, the choreographer, the producer, the costume designer, the sound designer. I, you know, I mean, it, it is a full production yeah. nearly every day. That's what I meant earlier by you are everything. Of course, you have a team, you know, like I have a videographer because I'm not going to sit here and tweak my own videos for hours because that's I don't even know how to do it. Yeah. But I still get to decide this is how we're going to do this. You do it, but do you know what I mean? You get to orchestrate everything. And I think that's the beauty. I mean, that's what I love the most about my work. I mean, um, I, I love it. I love it. So this is great. This is an amazing conversation because, yes, we get to do that. But then here's what happens. People come into the sphere. And how do you create boundaries with your life, with your creativity, with others when they come in and work with you, other relation, mm-hmm. outside relationships, because when we're in doing our own thing, in some ways it's easier. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Until we get yeah. into that relationship with others, then we have to create boundaries. Yeah. How do you set those boundaries? Well, I didn't have them until maybe, so I met my partner. We've been together almost five years. We started when I started my own business, right? So we started when I saw transition, when I stopped dancing and stopped transitioning into coaching. And at first I didn't, if I'm being honest with you. And our relationship was constantly on like, on a verge. And I've learned with time that creativity, right? That was a negative belief I had. Creativity doesn't mean be messy and just kind of like free flow the whole thing. I'm the most creative when I'm structured, when I'm organized, when I get my shit together. And that, once I've learned that, it's so much more easier for me to set boundaries. It's like literally, I pull my diary out, I put the hours in, it is what it is. Time is up, time is up, I'm up. Like, but before that, I had to work on my beliefs that, oh, I'm creative, you know, like I'm more of like a night old. Oh, I mean, I can do this way. Like I had all these things that, oh, as a creative coming from a dancing background, as you imagine, you know, it's this, is that. No, as a creative building something, wanting to also have time for people that you love, wanting to have time to nourish yourself, to rest, to relax. You've got to be organized. You've got to get on top of your shit. That means, and for me, that means making space in my head as well, like emptying my mind as often as I can, whether it's the journaling or writing down the things that you know, I don't know, or troubling me, getting on top of my finance. Finance was a big thing for me to set in my boundaries and business and everything. All these things for me are all intertwined. For me, these were some of the biggest things, like get on top of things, get yourself a diary. What do you want to achieve by when? How many hours a week do you need to feel rested? What do you need to happen in the week, right, to be the best version of Nick? What needs to happen? Do you need to drink X amount of water? Do you need to have X amount of time with your partner? Do you need to run? Do you need to 
put those things in first because your health is the backbone of your life. You ain't healthy and shit happening, right? So do that first. What needs to happen for us to have the healthiest, the happiest Nick? It's not work necessarily. It's the personal stuff, the life stuff. Put that in and then let's go. I so agree with that. And then create your business around it. Yeah. Because you can't be a great business owner. You can't be a great creative entrepreneur unless you're healthy. No. Not even possible. No, absolutely not. And a healthy, not in the sense of because, you know, people might think, oh, like I've got, I don't know, diabetes or something. You can have a diagnosis or anything, but healthy in the sense of have some sort of balance, not always running towards the burnout. I mean, I've been there so many times to anybody listening. Trust me. I'm like a professional burnout person. (laughs) I've done it in and out, try to do everything, try to ignore my, it just doesn't work. I got, I got my hand up because yes, same, same, yeah. same, 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 same. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Take a moment, figure things out, have a dead, have a deadline. I used to work till like no time, like literally on my laptop. Now 7 PM comes. I'm like, whether I finish something or I haven't, the laptop is closed. And I said to myself, okay, what will happen if you don't prepare this lead magnet or opt-in? Like realistically in the big picture. Like, please tell me, (laughs) like, I have to have these conversations with myself because I want to do well. I want to be good. I want to, I want a successful business, but sometimes I'm like, okay, cool. Like this extra hour or two hours, like you're taking away from your partner or your sleep or your own happiness. Okay. What is that going to change? Like, please tell me. And most of the time is pretty much every time is nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing is going to change. And I think early on in your business, you feel like, oh, it's so important. This has got to happen. Right. Yeah. And as your business evolves and you evolve and you do reach a burnout or two, Mm. you begin to say, uh, prioritization. Mm. What is truly, truly important? Yeah, really is really. And for me, that's, that's the biggest question is at the end of the day, when I feel like I'm pushing, I'm pushing because I do it. It's a mistake I do often, but now I catch myself. I'm pushing. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. But how important is this thing? If you don't get this thing done this week, this month, what's going to happen in your business? Are you going to learn lose money? No. Are you losing clients? No. Does anyone going to realize? No. Do we care? Absolutely not. Your ego does. Drop it. Let's go. Like, it's really that. Like, at least with me, I know it's that. A lot of it is ego. I just want to do it really, really, really well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, that, yeah, that goes into that perfectionist thing that, you know, that we, especially as dancers, we were so taught and ingrained to do it over and over and over again until yeah. perfection. And that, and then it became a part of that drive and part of who we were. Yeah. And so we extended that. But it does work. Of course. It does. It really, for me, having that, you know, as a dancer, you're trained and structured, you go to class, mm-hmm. having that sort of discipline. I'm very disciplined. Yeah. No one, you don't need to tell me to show up on my desk. I'll be there. Trust me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. In fact, you need to tell me to stop. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm so disciplined and I will show up on my mat and everything, but it's the other way around. Like, when do we stop? Like, relax. Like, it's okay. Yeah. We need to remind ourselves that we are building our business. We are our own boss because we want freedom. But sometimes I'm like, but where is the freedom if you can't meet your friend for a coffee on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. because you're so you're freaking out? 
Where's the freedom? So true. So you have to like bring those things back into yourself. Like I literally self-coach myself out of my own bullshit. <laughs> well, everyone has to, because even though you have, may have a coach, which we're both coaches. And so people come to yeah. us, you still have to self-coach. You can't yeah. depend on your coach to coach you all the time. Yeah. Like, no. That's you, part you, of it. Yeah. I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert. She said, I can't remember. Was she saying that in an interview? I think it was it was with Marie Folio was in her book, but she was saying that she's never seen any transformation, any breakthrough transformation in people without those people being aware or stopping their own bullshit. And it's true. If you're not even aware of your own patterns, and by the way, no one is perfect. Though. I'm definitely not perfect in any way, not even in health and wellness or like nutrition. But I know my crap. <laughs> I know my crap. And I can stop myself. I can be like, come on, Nando. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we know where this is going. And I think that's what it is. We don't want to be, first of all, it doesn't even exist to be perfect. But we want to be able to know our patterns and learn the tools that we need that feed us as individuals to stop us and be like, okay, cool, enough now. Yeah, get a PhD in yourself. Yeah. Basically, it takes a lifetime, but it's worth it. But it's worth it. So I think you have a free gift for the audience. Yes. I mean, I've got a couple. So I have a productivity guide that you can find on my website and I'll, I'll send the, the link to Nick in which I share some easy kind of tips to help you being more productive through the day, like nutrition. And there's a workout in there. I have a gut healing also protocol and approach thing. And for me, gut health, which is something I've struggled with, is very closely linked to my intuition. I take that kind of shit really seriously. (laughs) Not just because I'm a nutritionist, but it's the center of my body. When things are messy there and I'm feeling groggy, I can't even focus at work. I can't listen to myself. I can't align myself. I can't tap into my intuition. I'm pissed. So I try to like look after my gut health. So I have a gut health protocol for anyone interested in that. (laughs) That's amazing because we just had on the podcast, my friend, Iman McCurdry Househam, who is a researcher and she did some research with Deepak Chopra about gut health and microbes and its connection with mindfulness and intuition. Oh, wow. So you are, you are offering, and I think that's episode 38, you all, I'll double check, but I think it's episode 38. Go back and listen to that if you haven't, as it will really inform what we talked about today. It was like building blocks. That was like, it's like perfect. And here you yeah. are offering a, a free gift that relates to both episodes. So well done there. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Talk about timing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So those two gifts um, I have for you guys, do check them out and you might enjoy it. And then how can everyone find you beyond the gifts? Because we'll put that in the, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So you can find me, the best place to find me is on my website isawelly.com so i-s-a-w-e-l-y i'm also on youtube with nutrition videos pilates videos and wellness videos i'm also on instagram and all of them is always isawelly so there are different depending on what you like the most you can you can find me online that's so awesome thank you so much for being here today i really enjoyed the conversation and of course our dance connection and our wellness connections and our desire for both freedom and impact. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe, write us a review, let us know how this episode impacted you 
we would both appreciate you coming over to Instagram, dropping us a DM and telling us what was your takeaway. I know we would both appreciate that. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.